Hey guys, welcome back to Hot Topic, where we're open, honest, and transparent. Today's topic, we will be discussing about trusting in God. As a believer, it is very crucial to put our full trust in God. I know in times that we're living in today, it's really hard to trust and believe in God. But one of the topics that we want to talk about today is, you know, the pros and the cons of believing in God. You know, as a believer, um, we know that it's difficult and so the first question I want to ask Crystal is, how does she believe in God? How as a believer do you put your trust, your full trust in God? Um, I feel like before, you know, getting to the point where you trust in God, like, with everything, like, you need an experience with God, um... And, you know, me building my relationship with God, me seeking God was where I learned how to fall in love with God. And with me falling in love with God during my journey, like my, the beginning of my journey wasn't very, you know, roses and petals. Like... <laughs> There was a lot of things that God unveiled mm-hmm. in the beginning of my journey with him. Yeah. And I'm not going to say, you know, like, oh, the enemy came and this and a third. Because everything that the enemy does, God uses it for his glory. So during the process, I feel like the way I learned to trust in God was through the trials and tribulations yeah because in trusting in god is having faith in Mm -hmm. god and um just like hebrews 11 1 says now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see so Mm. we are trying to have faith and trust in a person that we don't see right and sometimes you know we don't even trust the person next to us. And I feel like Mm. I had issues trusting God because I had trust issues. I couldn't help. I couldn't like be able to trust people in my life. I couldn't even trust my mom. I couldn't trust, you know, my family with, even with the things that I confided in, like, um, that were the deepest, darkest secrets of my life. So during my journey with God, it was hard to trust God. It was hard to trust someone that you couldn't see. But even though I couldn't see him, he always made himself seen yeah. in other people, in things, in situations, and in, in places where I thought I was alone. He brought somebody into my life. And I feel like that is how you begin to trust God during your journey, during your process. And sometimes we don't want to go through things. And it's so much easier as a Christian, as a believer, to trust God for promotion, for elevation, mm. for blessings. Yeah. We, we're like, God, like, I'm praying for this. I know you're going to make a way, like, for all the good things. Yeah. But we can't trust God when he's refining us. We can't trust God when we're going through a process. Mm. We can't trust God when there's a situation happening. We can't trust God when 
our finances are unstable when our health is wonky you know Mm -hmm. and those are the areas that bring that capability that where you can trust god in everything yeah it's not in just promoting it's not just in the blessing because honestly the devil can bless you as well Mm -hmm. the the devil can show you blessings of the flesh and you think it's god wow and in reality you just became a person that believed in something that God didn't even provide for you, but because we're so fleshly in the sight of God where we don't have spiritual eyes enough to see that, okay, this is not God. This is the enemy, but because it's here, I believe it's God. And I feel like that's the, the trickness of our journey with God. Like we need to learn how to have enough faith in God to be able to trust him. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so I feel like with that being said, where do you find, where have you found yourself in a place where you can say, I can't trust God in this? Mm. Man, that's a very deep question. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's been several instances where in my entire life where I have told God, I don't trust you. And when I think for me, it was um, growing up, you know, my parents got divorced and remarried twice. Mm-hmm. And that affected me a lot. But when my parents split up the first time, me and my mom, um, we were living in Chicago. And um, when it came to finances and when it came to food on the table, there was none. And my mom had the faith of a million people put together. And I didn't have that faith. And I remember telling God, like, I don't trust you because why would you allow this to happen when you said you would never leave us nor forsake us, but I feel forsaken. I feel left out. I feel like you've abandoned us. And to my surprise, like God provided random people would have come to the doorstep and just give my mom money and give my mom food. And we always had something on the table. Um, after that, I think the other thing that I completely told God that I don't trust you in was in my, my previous marriage. Um, yeah. Everything that went down, um, I didn't trust God right. because a man had broken trust with me, so I put that on God. You know, a lot of times we put our trust in man and not in God, and we start comparing. Yeah. Well, this person did this to me, so God, you're going to do me the same way. In reality, it shouldn't be that way. It's no, God, regardless of what people have done to you, like, God ultimately will never fail you. Even if you feel like he's failing you, he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have to remove ourselves out of the equation, out of the picture, remove self out of the way and say, God, you know, I still see you. Even though I, I, I don't feel you, even though I don't, I don't believe what's, or trust in what's going on in the process, I, I, I'm still here and I see you. Yeah. Um, 
the biggest thing after that was when um, I really entered that depression stage. Mm -hmm. That was huge. And I think you remember me telling you vividly, like, I don't trust God. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't see God. Like, God is just not enough for me anymore. Right, right. And... And I feel like, not to cut you off, I feel like, you know, you being in that position and me as a believer, you know, when you verbally tell someone, like, no, I don't trust God in this situation, like, it's an automatic judgment. Like, oh my goodness, what do you yes. mean you don't trust God? You, and, like, and it's, like, scripture down your throat. <laughs> oh, and yeah. And, there. and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I feel like sometimes we will find ourselves in that situation, like, you know, you found yourself, like... I don't, God, I don't trust you, you know, and I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with being that bold and honest to God, because at the end of the day, like, he already knows you don't trust him. He knows the thoughts in your heart and your you mind. You know, like, and, but, I, God, I don't trust you, but I'm still talking to you. I'm right. still crying out to you. I still need you, but it's hard for me to trust you, and I feel like we need to be that realistic vulnerable yeah and that transparent to know like not to say like it's okay not to trust god but as humans we will have those moments it's okay to express it exactly yeah and not always make it seem like oh my god you just sinned like no i'm just speaking how i feel you know i'm being raw and god knows how i feel Mm -hmm. so why am i supposed to act like this season of my life, I trust God, but I don't trust him. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry I cut you no, off. No, it's okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was in, in that point of my life where the depression and anxiety was so heavy on my life that, I mean, the suicidal thoughts, the, the harming myself, it was just, it was consuming me to the point where this God that I had been um, taught my whole life he was just no one to me at all out of you know out of nowhere he was a nobody to me and now that I think about it I mean it's kind of ruthless to tell God that (laughs) but um like you said being honest open and transparent and just really telling God how I felt now that I think back like um I'm glad that I went through that. I'm glad that I was able to express that to God because I feel like as a believer, like you said, you have to be you have to be raw. You have to tell God how you feel. Like how can you grow your relationship with God if you can't be honest with him? How can you grow with God if if you're always putting on a front? It's like when you go out on your first date, you want to make an impression, right? And you're trying to be this person that you're really not. Why not just be yourself? It's the same thing with God. Why are we trying to hide who we are when he already knows who we are? Right. And how can God fix something that you are not willing to admit? Yeah. Right? Like, we come to a point in Christianity or... I'm going to say Christianity as a religion because people make it a religion to be uh, two-faced and to be... Um, hypocritical yeah double-minded in the aspect of like i feel this way but i'm gonna act this way and there is a sense of maturity where you are going through something but you don't allow it to overtake you Mm -hmm. you know that is a sense of maturity but you're not gonna be like yeah like i would hate this phrase (laughs) 
And I don't know why oh, I would hate this no. phrase. When people be like, how you doing? And then I'm blessed and highly favored, right? <laughs> and oh. I know it's a declaration, but I've known people who would say it in the aspect. It wasn't more of a declaration. It's more of like, I'm prideful. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, like, I got it. You know, God has blessed me. and But you see that their life is crumbling apart. But you're trying to portray yeah, totally that you're you. good, yeah. you know, and you're it's trying to put on the front, and it's not a a a, a godly front. It's not a holy front Mm-mm. where you, because you're not joyful, right? And the Bible says, "Count it all joy." You ain't fooling me. You know what I'm saying? So, you there is a, a place where you can go through something and still have joy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you got to be smiling all the time it just means that your spirit is so joyful correct yeah. even though you're going through something mm-hmm. that you can still continue doing the work of God. you can still trust in god mm-hmm. that he's gonna make a way out yeah but it's a difference when you are really you're miserable you're bitter mm-hmm. and you front into people in church that you're good but then you walk out those doors you didn't feel the presence of God in church. Yeah. You didn't worship nor well. made a way through for yourself at mm-hmm. church. But, like, that is the difference. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like in this season of my life, where I'm at, I have understood that there is always a good purpose even in the hurt and the pain that we encounter there's always a good outcome to whatever we go through Mm -hmm. if we trust God Um, and Psalms 37 says verse 5 commit your ways to the Lord Mm -hmm. trust in him and he will do this he will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn your vindication like the noonday sun. Wow. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fright when people succeed in their ways, mm. when they carry out their wicked she- their wicked schemes. I feel like there are times where we go through things in life and we feel the pain, we feel the motion, we feel the motions of what we're going through, we feel the thing you know every emotion begins to attack us our mind begins to spiral down and I think the best thing you can do to help you maintain faith in God and trust in God and what you're going through is seeking yourself and in the presence of God Mm mm-hmm I feel like that is the way and the only way I have maintained my faith in God, my trust in God, is because I don't only seek him when bad things happen, but I seek him when good things occur. Yeah. You know, and sometimes God keeps you in the season of situation, in the season of chaos, in the season of trouble because that's the only way you keep yourself in God. Yeah. You know, and we have to understand that God doesn't do things to harm us, 
but it is to make us a better person mm-hmm. for his kingdom. We yeah. are called on this earth not to be people to save ourselves to get into heaven, mm-hmm. but to save others to get into heaven. Yeah. And when we understand that we're, the key here on earth is not just to <clears throat> be saved, but to do the work of God, to establish the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven, then we can understand that everything we do, it is for other people. Mm. Everything we go through, it is for other people. But it is as well for yourself. Mm -hmm. There are things that God wants you to obtain here on earth before you get in heaven. Heaven is our heavenly home. And it is a place that we will reside in forever. Mm -hmm. But there are blessings here on earth. Mm -hmm. There are rewards here on earth. There are successes here on earth. There is wealth here on earth that God wants us to accomplish and Mm -hmm. wants you to achieve and wants us to see the goodness of God. It's like Jesus said, you will do more things than I have done here on earth. And why haven't we seen those things? Mm. There's no trust. There's no faith. No, there isn't. There is no faith that, and you know what the Bible says, that people who don't have the spirit of God or are not mature in the spirit of God, when God does things in the spiritual aspect, that if they're not mature enough, they believe that it's foolish, that they don't believe it is, it's God. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think that God can start doing miracles. God can do wonders. God can do, he can, you know, take out a demon. He can, you know, heal someone in an instant. Mm -hmm. But he did this in the Bible. But when people are doing it here in today's world, we feel like it's witchcraft. It's frowned upon. Like what? Like this is what we're commanded to do. We are supposed to be doing things in this earth that are supposed to activate faith. Hold on. On a daily basis, not just on a Sunday. No. Let's be honest. Church is not supposed to be a building. Yeah. They went, Jesus, they would go to the synagogues and the temples, and there were things that were done in the synagogues and the temples. But... Everything that God did, Jesus did here on earth, was in public. Yeah. Was out evangel. Let's be honest, he was out evangelizing. Multitudes. Multitudes of people yeah. and people would get saved. Mm-hmm. Why are we condensing church in a building when the Bible says we are the church? Yeah. You know, and then we, and not even now, in this generation, in this society... Church is now on TV. It's online. So our faith has become so much smaller. Mm-hmm. Then we don't experience the same things that the people in the Bible experienced. No, because I believe you put God in a box. You you minimize who God is. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that's where you start struggling with believing and trusting in God because... You decided to minimize God. Yeah. And then you're like, well, God, why don't you show up? God, why don't you do this for me? But what did you do to God? You you, you minimized him. You put him in a box. You put him away. You put him away. 
you limited God. So how can God work in your life? How can God do things in your life if you have limited him on what he can do in your life? Exactly. And God cannot, God will not reveal something to you or do something in your life that will harm you. Correct. Or will, that will take you away from him. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times we're like, God, I want this. I want that. Or even, for example, like, I have, haven't really been in a place where... I've seen it on TV. I've seen it in churches, online. But I have actually activated, like, activated to see people, like, seek God in a way where, like, it is not through blessings it is it's just because of the love they have for god yeah the faith that they have for god where there is hours of worshiping god Mm -hmm. there is hours of praising god yeah you know there is hours of people getting healed delivered signs and wonders are happening in, in a service you know and i feel like we we do limit God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We limit God and we have put God in a box because we can't believe. Yeah. We preach things in the Bible that people have done. Yeah. But we don't believe. Mm-hmm. We don't have that much faith. Yeah. To say to a mountain, move, and actually believe that mountain will move. Absolutely. If the Bible says it, why don't we believe it? But, and and this is what conflicts me. We preach things, we talk about things, but in reality, we're not doing anything. You know what I believe? I believe that people think that the Bible is a fairy tale story. I do too. Because you don't don't believe it. You just think it's something that's never going to come to pass. I hear, I hear, oh, the Bible was written by man. (laughs) <laughs> the Bible, yes, was written by man, inspired by God. Yeah. How do they know that? They didn't live this. How do they know this? You have to believe that the spirit reveals things. Mm-hmm. It was like today when um, Bishop was preaching. How did the person know that two babies who were in a womb connected together like how only god only god only the spirit of god can reveal you something like that yeah because you don't know what's happening inside of your womb technology was not back then no (laughs) so how did mary who was who had jesus in her womb go to elizabeth who had john the baptist in his womb and she not john the baptist received the holy spirit his mother Elizabeth Elizabeth, was the one who received the Holy Spirit through Jesus. That's crazy. In the womb. How was that possible to even know? Because the Spirit of God was the one that revealed it to him. You know? I just don't understand why we... It's we we of little faith. Little faith. (laughs) It's like when Jesus talked to the disciples. You have little faith. Like... Yeah. You know, to Peter when he was walking on water. Like, mm-hmm. we get so caught up in a circumstance. Correct. We can't trust God. He's telling you to go, walk. 
trusting like, me. You're like, God, I, I can't see you. I, I don't know where I'm walking. Not even that. Like, Peter saw Jesus. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of times we, we're just asking so many questions to God. Like, God, you're telling me to walk, but I don't know where I'm walking. God said, you don't need the details. Nope. Just walk. It's the same thing with Abraham. He told him to go. He didn't tell him where to go. He, he said, said go. just go. Yeah. How did he end up to where he ended up to? Because he was led by the spirit. Yeah. And people, you know what? This needs to be said. <laughs> people believe. No, because this is the thing. People believe that God is going to, you're going to hear God in your ear. Mm. It's a voice that you're going to hear. Something audible, yeah. Yeah, and that is, God speaks to the spirit. And that is how you know it's God. Mm. But if you're not filled in the spirit or your spirit's not activated, you will miss God. You're missing out. And how can you trust in someone that you can't hear? Man. You know, like, and that is why a lot of us be like, well, Lord, I don't know what to go. I don't know what to do with my life i don't know because your spirit your spirit is not mm. in a place where because god is speaking all the time oh absolutely because the bible says pray without season mm-hmm. what does that mean a lot of people think like i have to be on my knees 24 7 no your spirit mm-hmm. the holy spirit prays for you yeah right so sometimes when we're in prayer we get distracted in the head. <laughs> yeah. And we stop praying. Mm-hmm. And we like, all right, I'm sorry, Lord, let, let me go let back. Let me get back to what I was saying. You know, because, and that's that, you stop, you stop praying. Yeah. You ceased in the moment mm-hmm. of prayer. And it, it just shows your level of maturity, your level of dedication mm-hmm. to God. Because if you can't, and, the, and I do believe this, not that someone told me whatever, but God is not, God is not governed by time. Correct. Yeah, that's true. So why, this is a question for you. Oh, so why do people say you should pray for this amount of time? Mm. Putting a time limit on, on prayer. Not even putting a time limit on prayer, but. Why do I have to pray for an hour to show God that I'm dedicated Mm. to him if he's not governed by time? Oh, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I was raised like that. I was raised like, but the reason why I was raised that way was because I, like I was being taught to have a consistency with God. So like, Sunday school they would tell us you know start off praying by five minutes and then increase it to 10 and then 15 and then 20 you know that's how I was raised but nowadays like I'm constantly speaking to God yes I have my dedicated time but I'm not putting a time frame I'm not putting my alarm for a straight hour and saying God this is all I'm gonna give you right you know because that no god deserves all the time that i have that i have to give him exactly 24 7 6 365 days a year like why exactly why are we putting a time limit on god when god this is the only time i have for you there's 24 hours in a day and we can only give him an hour not even that sometimes we don't give him nothing we don't even give him the day you don't even say thank you lord for waking me up like listen and you know what like I've been there where there are days in the past 
um, where I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would go up days without praying. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I guess as I got closer to God, it wasn't more like I need to pray. It was more of like, I want to spend time with God. I want to be with God. And I feel like that's what, at first, it has to be forced. Yeah. You have, it's like working out. You have to be committed. You have to force yourself. Yes. You have to force yourself to discipline yourself to do this. It becomes a habit after. And then once you begin to see the results. Yeah. Once you begin to understand why you're doing this. once Once you begin to enjoy this. It becomes a devotion. Yeah. You know? And that's where that time... There is no time. No. Even, no if time. I, even if I pray five minutes, because of my relationship with God, because mm. of where I'm at with God, that five minutes have filled me up even if I pray for an hour. Wow. Because there is no limit to God of no. how much you pray. It's the dedication. Mm-hmm. It's a devotion. It's the desire that you have in your heart. Yeah. To give that five minutes to God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I brought that up because we need to stop with this, these rules and regulations on how to live for God that really don't benefit us. And it's making us, because I used to believe that, um, you know, growing up, it was a lot of no's and yeses, like, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. Because then this is the consequence. Right. And God, and it's like, well, when you say it like that, you're making me not want to be in God. Yeah. Because you're restricting me of who I am. You make me want to rebel. Exactly. And <laughs> me being, I am, I was rebellious. I'm still rebellious. <laughs> not towards God, but in the sense of like... As human beings, we are going to do what we are told not to do. It's in, our, it's in our nature. It's in our nature. So we need to stop saying to people, don't do this, don't do that. Because sometimes they got to learn for themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go and sin and go do, go to the club, knowing that it's wrong. But... <clears throat> Once you do things like that, your life with God becomes imprisonment. Wow. Where you don't really enjoy God because all you're thinking about is the things you can't do. Yeah. All the things you can't enjoy. And there's where the enemy comes. Yeah. And brings all those temptations to you. Mm -hmm. And wants you to do those things. Yeah. And that's why you have to learn on your own. You have to be able to trust God enough to lay your life out and say, God, I'm struggling with this. I want to do this. You know, I I still have the desire and want to do that. But I'm, I'm confronting you about it. I'm mm-hmm. letting you know. It's like you said, we got to be vulnerable with God. Yeah. And tell him straight up, like, God, I want to serve you. But I still enjoy going to the club. Yeah. I still enjoy drinking with my boys or my, you know, I still like having girls night with my girls. You know what I'm saying? And I tell this to anyone who, you know, tells me like, I want to get close to God. It's like, God will change you mm-hmm. as you continue to grow with him. Yeah. You know? 
I believe that in vulnerability and being vulnerable and showing your vulnerability to God, that's how you build your trust with God. Mm-hmm. Because you're being transparent, you're being open with him, you're telling him how you feel. And with when you start expressing yourself to God and start opening up to God, that wall of trust starts to build up. Mm-hmm. And that's where you build your relationship with God. It's in the vulnerability. Right. And um, in Proverbs 3, 5, this is one of my favorite verses. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That is a very powerful verse because you're literally, you're giving, you're giving your whole life to God. You're saying, God, I'm trusting in you. Every step that I make, every move that I make, it's in you. And I'm not going to lean on what I already know because what we know will not be good at the end of the day. Yes. Our wisdom, our knowledge for our own sake, it's, it's, if it doesn't come from God, it ain't going to get you anywhere. Yeah. You have to completely give your all to God and say, you know what? I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to trust and believe in you. You're going to guide me. That's what the Holy Spirit is here for, to guide us in every step of the way. Correct. That's why I always say you need to learn God for yourself. Mm. Um, and it's even like, you know, uh, me and Gladys building our friendship. Like, there were things that she believed in. And things that I was like, why? <laughs> why do you think that way? Why are you to believe that way? And it's because of the way she was taught or whatever. And, you know, I was like, well, I don't believe that way. You know, this is how I believe. Because even people who are spiritual and say, you know, they know everything about God. They know the word of God. I guarantee you, any person you go to with a, a scripture, they will give you a 10 or 13 different definitions of what that scripture says. Oh, yeah. Why? Because scripture is revealed to the to you by the level of capacity you can receive. Mm. So there are a surface definition. There's an in-depth definition. Mm-hmm. There is a perverse definition. Oh, yeah. There are so many things that people do with the scripture that can either hurt you or... Or build you. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need to learn how to trust God and build a relationship with God and your walk with God on your own because you're gonna learn that tr- there's a lot of tra- tradition. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people do that is just religion, it's not God yeah. based. And not saying that what they're doing is wrong. If that works for you, that works for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I believe, I don't believe that way. It's like, for example, dress code in the church. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) People believe that you should go um, looking real good to church, right? I have nothing against that. You can go with the best wardrobe to church every Sunday and I compliment you for that. But I don't believe that you need to do that to go to church on Sunday. Right. Because your outward appearance, appearance yeah. don't match your inward appearance. Mm-hmm. Because you can be dressing real good, but your heart is a mess. Let's be honest. And the people who got jeans on and a t-shirt at church may not be all dressed up, but their heart is in the right place. Correct. And we need to stop 
doing these traditions and thinking that it's all right to put people in places to think this way and then they get hurt in the long run yeah because whatever man says to you they believe that this is who god is correct yeah so then when you hurt somebody you're hurting their relationship with god you're hurting their trust with god you're hurting their maturity in god because they thought they knew better but in reality they found out they didn't Mm. yeah that's real good listen we have been going on a tangent in different directions but i mean at the end of the day trusting in the lord trusting in god it it doesn't take much it all it takes is your vulnerability being open honest and transparent with god being genuine with god just being willing to show god like god i'm here show up every day consistently showing god i'm here the more you show up the more you're consistent the more you're going to build that trust with God and you're not going to be struggling in that area as a believer. I don't know if you have any more finishing thoughts before we close up. All I want to say is during your process of trusting God, there are going to be seasons in your life where God won't show up. Mm. There's going to be a season in your life where you're going to feel abandoned. That doesn't mean he's he has abandoned you or he has forsake you, but that is the only way you're going to learn mm-hmm. how to trust God. It's like riding a bike. You have to fall enough times to learn, one, to get back up after you fell, and two, to learn how to ride a bike even in the midst of failure. Mm -hmm. So that is the same thing with God. Like, it's riding a bicycle. You have to first take your time. There is training wheels before you can get to just two wheels. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's a process that you have to go through that God allows you to go through hurt and pain and frustration and confusion and abandonment. So when you end that road, when things actually happen, there is no question anymore. Mm. It's just like, you know what, devil, you may be coming, but I still trust God and it won't phase you because where there is trust, there is peace Mm -hmm. in God. And when you have the peace of God, peace that surpasses all understanding the bible says there is no more doubt in you there is no more confusion there is no Mm -hmm. much frustration because now you know in certainty if god did it before he can do it again yeah that's good well guys this concludes our episode on trusting in god thank you for tuning in we ask you that you like this that you share it that you still give us feedback and we'll catch you next time on hot topic